Hey, it's that time again. Yes, it is. Believe uh, Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. You can email us, sportsfred at aol.com. Back in Pennsylvania, guy that used to kick for the Rams and the Trojans, uh, Art Source, with us. And uh, Artie, you worked in Arizona. I had some shows in Arizona. Robert Sarver forced out uh, as owner of the Mercury and the, the Suns and didn't want to do it originally. But uh, he saw the handwriting on the wall. So what's going on with all these owners taking advantage of other people that work under? Um, you know, I, I wonder if it's a byproduct of, of power. You know, you, you see it a lot. It, it takes a lot to be humble when you're successful. You know, Jerry Buss was good at it, but he liked to go play poker and do other things like that. You know, great owners, and I've always believed this, and I've been around a few in my lifetime, great owners always give credit to those people below them, and they put them in a position to succeed. And, and I mean, when you look at guys like Daniel Snyder, you know, I hate to say it, but Stephen Ross, although Ross made a great move when he hired Mike McDaniels, that's going to change his franchise, Fred. This kid is a real, real savant when it comes to the game of football. I mean, he got tucked under by the Shanahan family out of Aurora, Aurora, Colorado. But getting back to the owner's situation, I just think it has to do with checks and balances in all aspects of life. And I think sometimes, you know, we've seen it in a lot of cases. We, we don't have to go through all of them, but there's a million of them from George Steinbrenner to uh, to uh, number 45. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, it gets to that point. And, you know, it's hard to check your ego and they think they can get away with anything because they have great lawyers. I'll tell you this, uh, the owner I know the best, um, Peter O'Malley, never treated anybody like that. He was a rarity. Class act, though. He was a class act. I mean, you go back to Branch Ricky, Walter O'Malley, his father. These were these were men's men who were in the business to make some money. Cared about the people who were their employees? You know, I mean, how, how does a guy like Vince Gully work for a franchise for 70 years? What does that tell you? There's loyalty there. Yeah, there is. And that's through a lot of different uh, ownership groups. The thing that bugs me out about sports nowadays, Fred, is that loyalty, that commitment, you know, whether it be the PAC 12, you know, breaking themselves, UCLA doing, even discussing it with anybody else. They just, we're going to do this. You know, the, I, I just think there's so much subterfuge and so much money out there that we've always talked about that key five letter word, right? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It permeates everything. And, and then I think you get entitlement, which is another word that <laughs> very apropos with the year 2022, you know, and there's so many people who are entitled and think the world owes them a living and or they deserve way more than what their really face value is worth. Folks, you have any thoughts about Robert Sarver and the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Mercury? Email us, sportsfredadale.com, sportsfredadale.com. Now in Boston, back in Boston, we have a coach, a docky, who uh, uh, was a coach, and he had an affair, consensual affair, apparently, allegedly, with somebody on his staff, and uh, we're going to find out shortly. And folks, we're taping this on Thursday. We'll find out shortly if uh, how long a suspension the Celtics are going to give him. Obviously, it's in his contract that you can't have 
<laughs> an affair with somebody in your organization, basically for the same reason. Gee, that's never that, happened, huh, Fred? Never happened in, in my life. Um, <laughs> it, it, but, but the reason is, even if it's consensual, you have an advantage over any other employee. Let's just say you're having a consensual uh, affair. And Me and Jeannie Buss, who is it, Fred? Well, no, if it's a guy and a, the guy's a coach, let's say, and, and the lady, and let's say she wants to break up. And he says, well, if we break up, you're going to be fired. And that's the problem. Your thoughts aren't source. Why would you fire somebody that you care about? That's my first thought. Okay. And, and, and B, what the hell are you doing? You know that you, you, you have to separate your life. I mean, come on. We've all been in that position, you know, in our lifetimes. It, it takes it takes someone that has conviction and morals and responsibilities to say no. This is not allowed. And I, beings, you know, we follow the commandments, but we don't always honor them all. So we do make mistakes. I like this guy. I think he's going to be a great basketball coach. I'm a little bummed that it happened the way it happened because I think she should be fine just as much as he gets fined. Okay, because she knew going in what was going on, or maybe she knew that if she went and, and slept with this guy, she's got a better chance to get a better job. I don't know, but there's always perspective. So I mean, steer clear of it. Be higher. Be bigger than the ball game, and, and try to move through it. And let's say he is suspended for the whole year. Will they fire him? Will Brad Stevens come on down and coach again? What are your thoughts? Hopefully not, because that team was maybe three or four possessions from winning the world title. You know, I, I would not want to break that chemistry up. I would suspend him for a period of time. You know, um, let's put it this way. If Sarver got a year for what he did based on everything that I've read and a fine and this and this guy, you know, is, is pretty. This is his first offense. I don't know if you can stand on that. That's like an ignorance defense. You know, I don't, I'm not sure that works so good, but he hasn't really done anything wrong. You know, I say you give him a, a suspension, you find him, you let everybody know in the NBA. No, no, no. Next time this is, you know, your suspension or something. It gives you a chance to put down the law. That's how I would view it. But I wouldn't tear the, the Celtics apart. The leprechauns need everybody they can have. And I mean, he did make a mistake, but I don't think he hurt anybody. He hurt himself. Las Vegas Aces won the WNBA, coached by Becky Hammond, who uh, Pop, of course, gave the first opportunity to. How many years down the road do you think a female will be coaching in the NBA? Becky Hammond's probably within three years. Um, the other thing I was going to tell you was Mark Davis won a world championship. Who would have thunk it? Folks, you can email us, sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. Folks, it's about 3.20 on uh, Thursday. In about uh, two hours or so, we're going to have uh, the NFL Thursday night in town, baby. And it's going to be on Amazon Prime. And last week, we had all kinds of technical screw-ups. What is your betting side on this? Will there be more screw-ups tonight? As far as Amazon, Amazon Prime is concerned, your comments. See, so you don't think it'll be like a Japanese movie again tonight, where the where the, the link the lip syncs are not quite up to par. You know they're going to have their technical difficulties, but thirteen billion dollars tells me they're here to stay. 
And last time I checked, Jeffrey Bezos's bank account was brimming with Amazonian cash. So, I, you know, the bottom line is I'm excited to see, A, if either one of these two teams can score more than 20 points, B, Trubisky has a future in Pittsburgh because the leash is getting a little short, and that's the same thing for Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator. They're not real happy, and they got they got Pickett sitting over there waiting to go. Um, you know, missing JT Watt. I'm going to tell you Cleveland has the edge here. They're favored by four and a half. What really intrigues me is the over-under, Fred. 38 in an NFL football game. Pretty low. I, yeah, I mean, even if the defense scores a touchdown, that's a low, that's a low total. That's a preseason type total. So I'm thinking about taking the money line, taking the Steelers. And I think I think a hundred dollars wins you five fifty. I think that might be a good way to go because the Steelers want to win. They don't care if they cover the spread. If they cover the spread, who really cares? They lost. You know what I mean? So I'm saying if you're a Steeler fan, they're all in for the victory. Um, it's going to take a Herculean effort. Najee Harris is going to have to run the ball, keep the hunt, hunt and Chubb off the field. But then again, you got to back up quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Fred, what are your thoughts on this game tonight? Over. I, That's I, what I said. I, I have no opinion on who's going to win, but the over, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right. I like Herb her Street as a announcer, color commentator. I don't think Al and him were too. Uh, sharp together. Now, part of that might have been the technical difficulties. I don't even know if they could hear each other, but weren't you a little bit surprised? I don't think there was that camaraderie that you see with Al and, and Collinsworth or Al with somebody else. What, what are your comments? I would have liked to see Al with somebody like a Daryl Johnston or, you know, somebody that's more relevant of his time frame. You know, even a Brian Billick, somebody like that. Because, you know, they're two analytical guys. I think Kirk Herbstreet is like too much chocolate. <laughs> you know, he's really good. He's tasty. He's fantastic. He knows the game, but he's on TV so much. And, and, and his expertise in the NFL level, it will come. But right now, I think he's kind of like a fish out of water. I think he's a college game day guy. I think he's one of the better college broadcasters. But, you know, did Kirk Herbstreet ever play in the NFL? All right, uh, let me throw you a question. Let's go back to Monday night's game where ESPN and ABC tried to be smart. West Coast time, they started the first one at 4.15. In the East at 7.15 and 8.30, I guess they wanted the people in the East not to be up past midnight. I think it was one of the dumbest decisions I've ever heard in my life or seen in my life. What are your comments about ESPN and ABC? What were they I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But their ratings were sky high. So you tell me, are they just in a situation where people are starved for entertainment and they're going to watch? Because, I mean, the way I view it, and by the way, I love the greatest line. I mean, poor Mickey Mouse must, like, cringe when he hears it. ESPN on ABC Sports. Huh? It should uh -huh. be ABC Sports presents my little brother ESPN okay they're trying to say that I guess maybe ESPN is bigger than ABC Sports we grew up in the old days when ABC Sports was ABC Sports but we won't go there either but my point my point being is this Fred these networks you know more is not always better 
I think at a certain point in time, you're going to get the saturation factor. And it hasn't happened with the NBA, but it sure happened with the NBA. I mean, we saw it happen over years. Might be happening with Major League Baseball right now as well. But for some reason, the NFL seems to stay a step ahead of the rap. Folks, any comments right here in Believe Sports Business Sports Media? Also, heard on pod clips, sportsfred at aol.com. Promise you, your email, I will get back to you on the subject. I think it was the dumbest decision in recent vintage uh, outside of, of course, uh, the coach of the Denver Broncos uh, two weeks in a row. But we won't even talk about him uh, uh, tonight right here on this program. Um, let's talk about uh, Sunday. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa going without Evans because he ran off the sideline and threw a nice punch. Now, Artie, you played all the way up to the Rams. I played all the way up, and I was going to play basketball in Arizona, but uh, bad back stopped me. But anyway, the point is, I never got kicked out of a game in my life. You played some linebacker, I think, or something like that, so you may have got kicked out. But you got to think ahead. Mike Evans is making a lot of money. That team undefeated, they're going to have a tough time without Godwin and Evans trying to throw again. I, I admit Beasley's going to be their featured receiver this weekend. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it, one of, it's hard to say. Everybody was figuring. Let's put it this way. On Tuesday afternoon down in Tampa Bay's facilities, there were 12 wide receivers that you haven't seen in a while running around trying to get a job. And, and and again, Brady what, broke another uh, laptop uh, last week. Now I see it's, I've seen him break two at least. Uh, he's going to be breaking some more. On the other side of it, the Packers, uh, uh, he's got young receivers, and uh, he's not happy with them. And when they drop a pass, he lets them know. But when he overthrows something, they don't let him know. So we got a problem of two veteran quarterbacks. And I, I, I want to just add one thing. Somebody asked him in a podcast if uh, he was going to play as long as Brady has. He says, no, I got other things I can do. Uh, Mushrooms uh, in South remember America. This, remember this date, folks, September 22nd uh, in the year uh, 2022. He will play until he has broken every single Brady record on the record. You have well, it on the record. He gets that right seventh before. Super Bowl. Will you let me know, Fred? When he gets that seventh Super Bowl, will you call me and let me know? Because I'm not going to be on this planet. I'm going to be up there with your old pal and Mars. <laughs> outside of the seven Super Bowls, which we'll never get, he'll break the uh, the all-purpose passing. He'll break the touchdown passes. He'll break the touchdown passes in the first half. He'll Barry Bonds, touchdown. Barry Bonds, and Aaron Rodgers. There you exactly go. Exactly one likes this. mushrooms, the other one likes HGH. You know, I, you know, I was doing a show and I forgot where now when uh, Barry had 755 and I said on the air, you know, Barry has the opportunity here to turn from being a bad guy to a good guy if he retires right now. So Henry Aaron would still have part of that all time record. And yet that he would, had to go on. Showed get, so much class, Fred, you have no idea. <laughs> and he went on to get the 762. So I don't know. Uh, email us, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. So uh, how many total home runs do you think uh, 
the Yankee slugger might get? And will he get the triple crown? He's, I think he might eke out the triple crown. Um, I think he's going to end up with 64 or 65. Because really, the, the, the Yankees need to rest him a little bit before the playoffs. I mean, he's had quite a run here. Looks like the rest of the team, you know, amidst all this, this Aaron Judge, Torres is playing great ball. There's some young kids coming to the bat that are helping the Yankees. The Yankees are looking good again. You got the Mets, the Mets, and, the, and you know, also playing very, very good baseball. Atlanta's going to get hurt now that Ozzy Albies is out. That's a huge mistake there. But they're still in the in the prime. The team that scares me right now in baseball, now that Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is starting to heat up, and Chapman is starting to heat up, are the to- the Toronto Blue Jays. They just have this ability with these young kids. They're they're good. They're a very good team, and they play against the Yankees a lot. And I think that makes you a better team. You know, I mean, Tampa Bay always plays good baseball. We got it's going to be exciting. I hope Man City's Padres come through for him a little bit. I don't see it happening. Um, in the National League, we've got three teams who I think will, one of them will win the World Series. The Atlanta Braves, the New York Mets, or the L.A. Dodgers. And if I were to lean one way or the other, I would say Atlanta. But I'd love your thoughts. Because of their pitching staff. I mean, yeah, they're, they, they're just – they're that tough. And I mean, I got to tell you, that third baseman is probably the most underrated player in baseball, Riley. Austin Riley, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they kick and play. I mean, your guy, Harris Jr., oh, what a ball player. You know, then you throw a Kuna in there, Olsen, you know, Dan Dansby Swanson played at Vanderbilt, right? I always thought he was talented, but I mean, the guy's hitting 20 home runs a year, playing great shortstop. He and Trey Turner headed above anybody else. You know, you can talk Baez, you can talk whoever you want to talk about shortstops. The kid for the Yankees is decent. You know, but the bottom line is, I like I like your Atlanta pick. Um, I think the Dodgers, here's what scares me about the Dodgers. If, if Dustin May is their third guy, they got a chance. Because they got to break up the two great lefties that they have right now. They cannot start three left-handers in a row in, in the playoffs. You know, and that's that's kind of where we're at right now with Kershaw, Urias, and uh, and uh, yeah, you know, and so here we go. So the game is on. What is the story with Gonsolin? Is he coming back? Is he okay? Well, one day uh, Robert says he's almost ready. Next day he says he's not. The same thing with their closer. So he's playing the Maury Wills game on us, huh? He's telling us what he doesn't want us to hear. Okay, in our last in our last uh, thirty seconds or so, Artie, I think Maury Wills deserved to be in the Hall of Fame because I think he changed baseball. People are going to say he didn't have a long enough career. Where Sandy Koufax didn't have. Freddie spent that nine of, years of in the minor leagues. Right. So, so I, I would have voted for Maury the very first time. He changed baseball. Yeah, here in Southern California, we all said go 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 every time he got to first base. Got the 104 stolen bases. He changed baseball. Already in 30 seconds before we go, did he belong in the Hall of Fame? You're damn tootin' he did. Maurice Wills, three world championship teams for the Dodgers. Okay. National League most viable player. A class act on and off the field. Loved people, loved fans, loved everybody. I played a lot of golf with him down in San Clemente. And he was a class act, Fred. 
Yes, he had his demons like we all have our demons, but he was a great guy. He cared about kids. He played the game of shortstop with so much passion. I mean, when they're when they're throwing the water and the dirt down and, you know, on Candlestick Park to keep him from stealing the bases. I mean, he did. He changed the game of baseball. The Dodger way of playing baseball was moving a guy up, a base hit, a stolen base. A walk was a triple to Maury Wills. Okay. And, and I just, I got to tell you, I miss that kind of baseball. Um, you know, you had great pitching for the Dodgers and they would win one to nothing, two to one, three to two, however it was. And, and Maury was in the middle of it. He made a play one night when I was at the game. I'll never forget this. Runner at first, one out, and the guy hits a humpback liner, leaning him towards second. He caught the ball, dropped it, stepped on the bag, threw the first double play. He was a thinking, man's, a thinking man's player. And, folks, before we go, I'm going to make one more comment. I guarantee you, now that he's passed away at 89, over the next year or two, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Artie, thank you very much. Mario, thank you very much. See you around the corner right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on podcasts. Bye, everybody.